Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 11th of January, 2023. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in markets. And and, and today, macro as well. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, should we start there? Should we start with, you know, all of the speculation now about what February will bring for the RBA in the wake of that inflation read and that retail sales read? Yeah, uh, very strong. Upside surprises both in uh, the uh, trim mean inflation reports uh, in that inflation indicator, as it's called from the ABS, and uh, retail sales. Wow, we, I know it's difficult to go and sort of you know, put your finger on how strong they really are, given the impact we're seeing now, the increased impact of Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales. But 1.4% month on month, uh, more than double the, uh, the pace expected. Yeah, there's no sign of a spending slowdown at this point in time and uh, what it means to the RBA and unfortunately of anyone who was thinking for a pause, including myself, that we might have seen early next month, uh, looks like another 25 basis point hike is now in the can. Yeah, because it would take some guts when you're seeing consumers still so willing to spend. Of course, you know, Comsec is asking, is it the last hurrah when it comes to spending? It, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, people are still willing to part with their cash. I would still venture to say if people thought that really, really tough times were coming or were imminent, that, you know, it could have caused a bit of a pullback, even on Black Friday sales. I mean, before Christmas, we were getting anecdotal commentary that many people were planning on spending a little bit less this time around. I know I didn't go overboard when it came to some of my Christmas shopping, Um, but, you know, everything's looking tickety-boo. Interesting to note with the jobless, job, job vacancies, uh, we, we saw, you know, the number increasing, but still job vacancies at very low levels. So really, Scuddy, we're starting 2023 with an Australian economy looking like it's still in pretty good shape. Yeah, we haven't uh, seen the full follow-on effect when it comes to those rate increases from the RBA, and uh, nor will we until we see those uh, those fixed rate facilities start to go and mature, you know, starting off pretty much you know, from now. But uh, as you mentioned, just everything is looking pretty good at the moment uh, and very difficult to go and see uh, anything kind of like getting in the way of a hike at least uh, next month. Uh, it's, it's great to go and try and forecast that nothing can get weaker and everything else. But uh, in actuality, at this point in time, it's probably going the other direction, which begs the question how high interest rates may have to go longer term. Yep. So ANZ, for one, just to have one view, says that the peak cash rate will be at least 3.85%, not expecting to see cash rate cuts still until late 2024. So that's quite some time away. Now, I know that um, the situation here in Australia in terms of inflation, we've been told for many, many months that we're just lagging what is happening in the United States. So do you change your expectations around the inflation read that's due in the US at all based on you know anything that was in the finer detail here in Australia? 
Not really, but it's a nice reminder that there's two-way risk when it comes to uh, directionality of these uh, reports, particularly on a year-on-year basis. And uh, I get the impression, and maybe it partly explains what the uh, performance of the local market today was all about, which we'll get to in just a moment. But uh, certainly, I get a strong inkling that a lot of investors are positioning for another big undershoot in that year-on-year rate in headline and uh, underlying inflation in the United States. Uh, But things can uh, go and surprise the upside as we saw today. Yeah. And uh, we, as again, had a, you know, positive session in the U.S. through the overnight period. We saw tech names uh, doing well. Today here locally, if anybody's been hanging out for this, uh, the final figure was 7,195. So that's a gain of just shy of 1%, about nine-tenths of a percent. And we had everything 2022 looking pretty good today as well. I mean, if you look at some of the strongest performers, look no further than some of those lithium names. So those lithium stocks, uh, we saw Alkeem, we saw Liontown Resources, IGO, Mineral Resources, IAG, uh, sorry, not IG, um, all looking uh, really strong today. There was a Jeffries note out uh, that I guess kicked things off. Um, it did upgrade its view on lithium stocks. And so still a bit of, of uh, juice left in that trade. Yeah, we know that uh, lithium stocks are a high beta play in both directions of the uh, the broader market on any given day. And on a day when we saw around about 1% gains coming through, it's not surprising really. Whether it was the catalyst from, uh, from Jeffries or the bit of M&A activity we also saw in the space, uh, we often see big swings in a donor, even though the scale of 5% uh, intraday uh, isn't really anything out of the realms of uh, no, something that we haven't seen a lot of over the past year or so. Yeah. All right. Uh, Novanix was actually one of the best performers at more than 9%. Nine of the 11 sectors ended higher. Materials uh, were the big gainers. Uh, iron ore uh, was pretty strong today as well. If you uh, consider some of the the big miners, um, you've got BHP up by more than 2%, Rio up 1.2%, Fortescue up 2.5%. Look, in my conversation with Henry Jennings from Marcus today on the call this afternoon, Scotty, I mean, he's very, very bullish on what the China reopening will mean, you know, the reverberations coming from the China reopening around this global economy. And he's very enthusiastic when it comes to commodities, industrial metals in particular. Do you share his enthusiasm about the reopening of China? No, my view pretty much yesterday said as much. Uh, that I think there's going to be a rebound that's uh, undeniable, but certainly... Uh, some of the catalysts that we've seen in previous uh, no rebounds and cycles in China are not going to be in place. We don't have that same impetus when it comes to household spending in China, what we saw in other uh, developed markets. Uh, no big stimulus packages coming through from the government to go and support household spending. So that's one thing to consider. And the other one is that uh, when it comes to that industrial side of the, uh, the economy, the policymakers will definitely lean on it a little bit. But uh, the one thing they don't want to go and do, and I'm certain about this, is to go and have a scenario like they saw after the GFC, where they just built a whole bunch of stuff, which ended up being really excess to capacity, and then created this big, big route and uh, no, so many insolvent companies that they spent years trying to go and clean up. I, I don't think we're going to go and see a repeat performance of that again. But when it comes to some individual commodity markets, uh, I agree on the industrial side, uh, particularly anything that's linked to the battery material space. Uh, copper is one area that uh, is clearly a standout that I think uh, there's not really a great appreciation in markets as to how finely balanced uh, the market uh, balance is. 
Uh, not a lot of uh, supply coming online, not a lot of supply in bonded warehouses, and uh, demand only looks like it's going to get a lot stronger. Yeah, that, that reminds me of the trade today with Kyle Rodder and Carl Capralinga. It was a copper special. If you'd like to check that out, it's up online osbiz.com.au for those of you who are listening and haven't yet found all the amazing content that we put out each and every day as either the live stream or video on demand. But um, on that conversation about industrial metals, that was the theme for the stock of the day coming from Henry Jennings. But check it out because this wasn't one stock of the day. We just asked my guests for two buys. Just tell us what would you buy today? So here you go. Take a listen is uh, the hedged gold miners ETF from BetaShares MNRS rolls off the tongue. But uh, in essence, it is a global gold miner. And uh, what we're seeing, well, sorry, it invests in global gold miners. Uh, so as we're sort of seeing sort of the uh, the US dollar starting to sort of fall away, we're seeing potentially uh, US interest rates moderating. Gold is certainly having its time in the sun at the moment. Stock that I will pick uh, for a super buy is Syrah Resources, S-Y-R. I've been talking about this for a couple of days, and the stock's popped up from just over 2 bucks uh, to around, uh, I think, $2.13-ish. Uh, it did hit two twenty at one stage. But I, I do like this one. 2022 was the year of lithium, uh, and we all know the lithium story. But I think 23 could see the story kind of um, seep out into other materials. And, and Syrah, of course battery metals in terms of the graphite flake that they produce in Mozambique. They have So that was the BetaShares Global Gold ETF and it was Sarai Resources coming from Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. So you can listen to that full episode of the call. It too is up online or in podcast form and there was a couple of other uh, areas of agreement. I mean, there was disagreement, but there was also uh, another company to that copper story that was a double buy. So we'll be put to the investment committee when uh, it gets back up and running in February. Um, Scotty, would you say that we're still pretty low volumes out there? There's still a little, I mean, I don't know what it's like where you are, but it's still pretty quiet around the city here. Oh, most people are still away. It's, uh, it's an easy run in down Port Road for me at the moment. Uh, not a lot of uh, people, but you know, still a lot of tailing going on, I've got to say. But uh, yeah, a lot of people seem to be uh, pretty excited about uh, the big uh, bike race, which is kicking off here uh, later on this week, uh, <laughs> two down under. And uh, we had, yeah, so I think people's uh, minds are still very much on holiday mode for the time being. Really, anyone who's uh, lived here for any period of time knows that no, we don't really get back into full swing of things until after Australia Day. And uh, look, that's still a couple of weeks away yeah i love when i'm sending out emails to guests saying you know when 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 everybody's back when everybody's back um at the end of the month really all right so uh we had a couple of retailers do pretty well today la visa stands out jb hi-fi stands out off the back of that retail sales data it's worthwhile mentioning the underperformers as always, just to give you a sense, so uh, we've got zero continuing to suffer, and that is in the wake of the UK delaying its requirement for, um, for uh, yeah, basically accounting changes being made there for small and medium-sized businesses. It's down by three percent. Karun Gas was off by three percent. Whitehaven Coal, New Farm, and United Malt Group, interestingly enough, but uh, yeah, it was a strong call from um, Jeffries, but 
it has uh, changed its view and so it has cut its price target on United Malt and that did have an impact today. All right, um, what are we looking forward to tonight? We are looking forward to getting the weekly MBA mortgage applications coming through. And that's an interesting one, just to take a pulse check when it comes to the building uh, state of housing, I suppose, in the United States. Again, on the call, on name drop, we had uh, Henry looking pretty favorably on James Hardy, seeing a bit of momentum in some of those building names. But uh, Andrew Weitland did disagree, just pointing to the weakness that we're seeing coming through in those metrics. Um, yeah, uh, in the U.S., particularly related to the housing market. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. There's been a big rally we're seeing off the uh, no depressed levels for a lot of those uh, building material supplies in the states. The one thing that I would caution, and I'm not not bearish on the other uh, space so by any uh, meaningful degree, but certainly one thing that we haven't seen is that whilst the data has rolled over, we haven't seen the actual activity roll over yet, and that's still to come. Now, has it been fully factored into share price and earnings estimates? Well, that's where you know, I'll let the other uh, market go and determine that. But that's one thing to be a little bit cautious about. Uh, yeah, it may not fully capture what will actually happen on the ground. Okay. Uh, so that's a couple of things that we're looking forward to. Of course, we'll continue to get news coming from China on the reopening. The focus remains, though, coming through on the U.S. inflation data that comes uh, later in the week and uh, can't see any breaking news that we really need to cover off here now Scuddy, we saw uh, the dollar us dollar is pretty pretty subdued right now and um asian shares uh if we look around the region uh look nothing really to write home about happening there um and when it comes to some of the smaller companies uh we've got uh the emerging companies index up by more than one percent and the small ords up by one percent with the broader market up by nine tenths of a percent have we covered everything scuddy i think so I think, did we mention the BHP hit record highs? Because that's no. probably uh, one of the big talking yeah, points. Yeah. The biggest, biggest constituent on the benchmark uh, hitting record highs. And uh, look, getting very close to that 50 bucks a share level, I dare say, is a cornerstone of many people's uh, portfolio, probably making people feel a bit chipper as they go and uh, toddle off towards whatever they're up to this evening. Yeah, well, uh, I think we should take it. Yeah, we mentioned that it had risen, but we didn't mention that uh, touch of the record height. So always nice to end on a positive note. Scuddy, have a good night. You too. Do it all tomorrow.